The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody. I'm so happy to have you here today. My name is Linda Gross. I am your host, and you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show. All right, let's dig deep into uh, today's topic, shall we? Um, We're going to be talking about genetic attraction. Why are more and more mothers sexually attracted to their sons? Um, We've been reading more and more about this in the news lately, and, of course, there was an article a few days ago with regard to this topic, and a couple of my uh, listeners said, you have to do this topic because this is your, your area. And, in fact, one of the people who sent me this, this topic uh, was a uh, dating coach and host, Alan Roger Curry. I was uh, on his show and he was on my show uh, two weeks ago. And also I was on his show a few years ago, I think in 2013. And that's when I, the topic originally came up. I've been writing about this and noticing this um, with regard to my research for about eight years, eight plus years or so. And anyway, when I was being interviewed by uh, Alan um, in 2013, he came across this chapter that I had written about moms who are in love with their sons, um, written in my book, Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. And anyway, he was shocked and appalled. He had never heard of such a thing. He had never heard of women, uh, you know, moms wanting to, uh, you know, go to bed and have sex with their sons. And I kept telling him I might be, you know, ahead of the curve here, but mark my words, in five years, it'll be on everyone's lips and it'll be what the public is talking about. And you will see more and more of this coming to the forefront. So that's our topic today. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about roommates. It's a guy thing. Why is there an epidemic explosion of men having roommates? So if you happen to have missed that show, you can go back into the archives on the TuneIn link. It's very easy to do. Just Google TuneIn Linda Gross, TuneIn Linda Gross, and you can uh, look up that show. All right, so let's hop into today's topic. I wanted to thank uh, my listener, Colin, and a few others who forwarded me this article a couple of days ago, and I thought, okay, I have to talk about this subject. So here's, here's the premise of the article. Uh, the mother and son go into hiding after admitting their incestuous relationship. And I'll post the article uh, after the show so you'll have it handy there. But basically, um, there's a 51-year-old British woman by the name of Kim West and her 32-year-old son, Ben Ford. Um, and they recently made their romantic relationship public in the British tabloid uh, New Day. To make this even more nasty, the two say that for the last two years, they have been having incredible and mind-blowing sex. Neither Kim nor Ben thought this plan through because incest is a crime that carries a 15-year prison sentence, so now they have to be on the run. Uh, West was just 19 when she became pregnant while studying in California. The young mother decided to give the baby boy up for adoption a week after his birth. She didn't hear from him for nearly 30 years until 
December 2013, Ford sent his birth mother a letter. They began exchanging phone calls, and soon thereafter, Wes felt like they had known each other for years. West, who is an interior designer, began having sexy dreams about her biological son. Confused about the attraction, West searched for an explanation online and came across an article called Genetic Sexual Attraction, otherwise known as GSA, in which relatives who were separated at birth but reunited as adults experience sexual feelings for one another. She said she felt like a big weight was lifted off of her shoulders from reading this article. Ford was also aware of the GSA phenomenon, having learned about it at an adoption support group prior to his contacting his mom his biological mom. The pair agreed to meet couple uh, about a month later in January 2014 at a hotel, and they shared their first kiss over a bottle of champagne. Their relationship quickly turned sexual, prompting Ford to dump his wife, Victoria. He told his uh, ex-wife at the time, every time I have had sex with you since I met my bi- biological mom, I imagine it's her whom I'm kissing. Otherwise, I can't perform, uh, Ford tells his stunned ex-wife. Two years later, the couple lives together in Michigan and says they want to marry and have a baby together, preferably biological, but they will consider surrogacy if that's not possible. However, the blood-related lovebirds experienced a hitch in their plans of happily ever after when the U.S. authorities began to investigate their relationship. In Michigan, an incestuous relationship between adults is punishable by up to 15 years in prison, and any f- anyone found guilty of such an offense would be required to sign the sex offender's register for life. I know people say we're disgusting, that we should be able to control our feelings, but when you are hit by love, so consuming, you are willing to give everything up for it, you have to fight for it, Wes told the New Day. It's a once-in-a-lifetime chance and something Ben and I are not willing to walk away from. My, oh, my. All right, so if you have questions or comments with regard to this issue, you can call us at uh, 951-922-3532. That's 951-922-3532. You can also reach me um, via Skype, and my Skype handle is Linda Gross 1490 Linda Gross, 1490, just like the station numbers. And we're going to catch you right after the break. We're going to define what is genetic sexual attraction and how is this affecting the public these days. We'll catch you right after the break. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 
we proudly rejoin our programming with the Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross, on KMET 1490 AM, Smart Talk. So why now? Why have moms suddenly been turned on by their sons? Moms have been around their sons for tens of thousands of years. And what is causing this this recent phenomena? And is it recent or did it happen long ago as well? Let's dive into that question. All right. Um, some One of my listeners said to me that it could be that the moms carry the son for nine months and that's the strongest bond that they have. Um, I don't think so. And, and the reason why I say this is because moms carry daughters for nine months um, and, and most moms don't have any <laughs> sexual attraction to a daughter. So I'm going to rule that out, even though there are um, female hormones that occur during pregnancy, namely oxytocin. Oxytocin is the, the I, I know we've talked about this, this hormone many, many times in my book, Mastering Women, and also on this show. Um, it's, it's a hormone dump that a woman typically gets upon having sex. And the, and the benefit or the purpose of that hormone is to bond this woman to this man. Because, you know, she can only get pregnant, a woman can only get pregnant one, one person at a time, one man at a time. So it, it helps bond her to that man. So eventually they will produce a child upon repeated sex, they will produce a child. Um, so that's the main purpose of oxytocin. The secondary purpose of oxytocin is for the mom to be bonded with the child. Um, it's, it's a, it's a hormone that gets released upon um, uh, lactation, you know, when she is uh, breastfeeding her child. And the purpose of the hormone, you know, post-birth is to bond her with the child. In other words, that she doesn't give birth and just leave the child, you know, there on the sidewalk or <laughs> there in the field or where, wherever she had the child and just run away because she can't deal with it. It's too much responsibility. No, that hormone bonds the mother to the child. So are we saying it's for that reason? Is it because of oxytocin or some chemical reaction that is bonding her to the son? And I'm going to say no. Um, you know, I, I think the oxytocin is there to bond to the child, but once again, she's not having inappropriate sexual feelings towards the daughter. So let's dig further. And I don't want to just gloss over uh, the article and take everything that they say as fact, because I don't think that's the real reason of why this is happening today. Okay, so anyway, um, is it a situation kind of like a brother or a cousin that grows up with female relatives? Sometimes the, the male figures, the, the male relatives, have a sexual attraction to their relatives who are female. Is it similar to that? No, I don't think it's similar to that either. I think the reason why um, the fathers, the uncles, the brothers, the male cousins have sexual relations with female um, relatives is because they're lazy. Uh, it's, you know, there's an old saying that says familiarity breeds contempt. Well, my Linda reinterpretation of that saying is familiarity breeds sex. So what that means is I think these men are, the male relatives are around it and they're lazy. It's much harder to go out into the real world and to take a risk and to, you know, approach a girl and 
court a girl and, you know, bring her home and do all that kind of stuff. It's, it takes a, a gargantuan amount of effort to make that sexual act happen. Whereas somebody that's already in your own home, heck, that's easy. You already know she loves you. You already know that there's a bond there. So it's easier to talk a female relative into sex than someone who is a total stranger. So I'm going to say, um, one of my letter uh, writers, one of my listeners wrote in saying, you know, he thinks it's the same thing as, you know, the, the male uh, attraction to a female relative. I don't think so. I think those men do it for different reasons. Um, a, a good many of you wrote in saying that this happens, that the moms have sex with their sons because there's a lack of morals. Um, <laughs> quite a few of you wrote in on that subject. So, so what is it with this mom? Is she just being immoral? I don't know the, que- the answer to the question with this mom. And it's so funny with that, that word morality. You know, oftentimes we think that women are the churchgoers, are the regular churchgoers, and they're so devout. But I think it truly is the man who holds the moral compass. Men have a moral compass whether they go to church or not. They don't need brick and mortar to be a moral person. Um, women might need that, but men don't. So I think what has changed between, you know, what's been happening for tens of thousands of years and what's recently going on going on in the news with regard to these moms hitting on their sons is I think it's because of the single mom syndrome. There has not been a male dominant figure, namely the husband in, in the picture to set the story straight, to disallow such inappropriate uh, behavior from happening in the first place. That's why I think the lines are getting blurred. That's why I think moms today are crossing that line more than ever is because there's no one ratting them out, basically. There's no one, there's no one you know, holding down the line saying this is inappropriate behavior. So I think it is a morality issue. And unfortunately, I think uh, these moms have other reasons as to why they're having inappropriate sex with their sons. Okay. So what is genetic sexual attraction? So what that means is, 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 is if you have met a genetic relative, this is what they say from their website, if you have met a genetic relative for the first time or after being separated since at least one of you was a child and you have experienced a strong sexual attraction to that person, which which includes physical or sexual attraction or has resulted in a sexual affection or arousal, you are likely experiencing GSA, genetic sexual attraction. There, the website goes on to say that GSA is real and is common. I do believe that it's pretty common today, a lot more, a lot higher numbers than one would think. Uh, you know, it's, it's my estimation that most moms today, I'm going to guess at it and say, 60 to 70% of moms today have a sexual attraction towards their son. They may or may not have acted on it, but that attraction absolutely is there. In my personal experience that I've been observing this for eight or so years, I think it's because part, partly it might be because there's no husband, there's no dad around, like we were mentioning earlier. But the other part is, even if the dad is around, for some reason or another, that dad is not getting the job done. So the mother goes on to have a have a son, and she decides that she is going to bear this child in her vision of what a perfect young man is, um, the perfection of what her husband has not given her. So she's going to mold him and shape him and raise him in her mind's eye of what a perfect man should be. And that, and when that comes to pass, then of course, 
this is her ideal man, so of course she's going to have sexual feelings for her son. So that's what I think is going on. This business about being separated at birth and adoption, I'm not buying any of that either. Um, I don't, I don't really, I don't really see that as well, and I'll kind of debunk that myth. I think it has more to do with she's raised this son in her mind's eye to be this perfect young man, and she wants a piece of that. Literally, she wants a piece of that. All right. So the website, the GSA website, goes on to say that. Uh, GSA is real and is common. It's a normal response to the circumstances involved. It's not an indication that anything is wrong with you or the other person. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that one. And it's not wrong to have these feelings. Gee, how could it not be wrong to have these feelings? Hello, it's incest. The courts have decided that it's wrong. Um, it's against the law. It's punishable by 15 years in jail, as they were saying. So um, I don't know who they're fooling, this website. Um, again, the website goes on to say that it's important for you to know that you are not alone, that you are not crazy for having these feelings. Well, you aren't alone. I agree with that one. And... Um, are you wrong for having these feelings? Well, you know, a feeling is a feeling. You know, I'm not going to discount it or make you wrong for having a feeling. But what I will make you wrong for is acting on the feeling. It absolutely is wrong. Um, the, the GSA website goes on to say that up to half of all situations in which, uh, Pubescent and post-pubescent genetic relatives meet for the first time or reunite after they've been separated since at least one of them was a child. So up to half. Hmm. All right. It, uh, there's also another theory called the Westermark effect, or what this is, is the reverse sexual imprinting. So the GSA people are saying that it's because you were separated from birth and then there is an innate attraction to someone who looks similar to you and who better to look as close to you as possible than someone who's your own mom. But you know what? I don't often see the attraction happening from the mom, I'm sorry, from the son to the mom. What I've been seeing and what's trending for me in my research is the mom to the son. Okay. So anyway, that's why I kind of don't buy some of this stuff that, that, that they're saying. So, okay. So let's talk about the Westermark uh, effect, which is the opposite of this GSA. It is it, the Westermark, the Westermark effect is the reverse sexual imprinting. It is the hypothetical psychological effect to which people who live in close proximity during the first few years of their lives become desensitized to sexual attraction. Okay, so I, I don't think this is true either. So again, like I was saying, the trend that I'm seeing is someone who not only lives in close proximity, but they grew up. They didn't give the son up for adop adoption. They are living under the same roof. So, you know, these, these moms who are out of control and are, are having inappropriate sexual behaviors, um, you know, they are not desensitized. They absolutely are going they're gunning for it are you kidding me they're doing everything in their power to turn their sons on and and to have a sexual relationship with their sons i had a client um a number of years ago they both the mom and the son both lived in los angeles and he was so thankful that he got uh, a position he got accepted at a position for um a school and uh, for college, and he went to college, and shortly thereafter, his mom was harassing him and coming on to him so much that he applied for another school on the East Coast, and he ended up getting uh, getting uh, entrance to the East Coast school. He moved 3,000 miles away to get away from his mom. Uh, guess what? 
the mileage didn't stop her. She went from uh, Southern California to the Northeast and followed her son and continued to sexually come on to the son in all kinds of inappropriate behavior. So I don't know about this desensitization thing. I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, it, it is a, suggested that genetic relatives who were separated won't have the powerful physical attraction mechanism turned off. They go on to say that add an emotional and psychological factor involved in reuniting with a lost family member and you have something extremely powerful. What I have to say to that is bunk. These moms haven't lost anyone. What I see as being prevalent is moms are attracted to their sons, period. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry about that. Had to have a cough break. Okay. So what I see is these moms, this behavior is as prevalent as ever, and they are attracted to their sons, period, separated at birth or not. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about genetic diversity which is the opposite of GSA. We'll catch you after the break, 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. Call us. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head on over to Henson Brewing Company. Burbank's first craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming winter 2016. Henson Brewing Company. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show, Linda Gross, wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Well, 
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about genetic attraction. Why are there more and more moms that we're hearing of that are sexually attracted to their sons? <clears throat> All right. So anyway, um, just in the last segment there, they were talking about uh, maybe you've been separated, uh, you know, at birth and then, then that you rejoin. And it could be a situation where you've lost a prominent family member <clears throat> or that it's powerful that you're reuniting with this person um, who gave you up, you know, 20, 30 years ago. I say bunk to all of that. I, I think the moms today haven't lost anyone. Um, I, I, what I see as being prevalent is moms who are attracting to their sons, period, separated or at birth or not. <clears throat> it's a, it's a Freudian idea that we have a subconscious mechanism that make us attracted to features that remind us of our own and that cultural taboos against incest exist to override that primitive drive. People appear to be drawn to others who resemble their kin or themselves, said uh, a leading author, Chris Fraley. It's possible, therefore, as Freud suggests, that incest taboos exist to counter this primitive tendency. <clears throat> I tend to agree, I, I tend to disagree with uh, Mr. Fraley. I think Leaving it to chance, meaning leaving it to the human condition, is probably not what Mother Nature intended. In other words, if you embark on a taboo, that's leaving it up to the, the individual to have a moral compass and a moral code to abide by. <clears throat> I don't agree that we are attracted to someone who's very similar to us. What I agree on is what's called genetic diversity. I think, biologically speaking, we are inherently programmed to choose someone who's genetically diverse than we are. And the reason why that is, is because, first of all, the human condition doesn't have to think about it or override it or let it, let it default to being a taboo to counter act some of these inappropriate behaviors, it's already biology. <clears throat> I think it's already biology for us to be genetically diverse. And there's great benefits by having your offspring be genetically diverse than you are. In a study of 350,000 people across 100 communities and four continents found the offspring who were genetically diverse to be taller, have bigger lung capacity, they scored higher on cognitive tests, and they reached higher levels of educational attainment. <clears throat> so why is this genetic diversity in place? It's actually the opposite of what the royals went through. Um, up until uh, just this last century, a royal had to marry someone who was what's called a blue blood. They had to marry another person of royalty because they felt that if the royal member married a commoner, it would dilute the blood and dilute their bloodline and they wouldn't be as strong or as capable to run the monarchy otherwise. So... <clears throat> Blue blood is actually a, a blood disorder called hemophilia. And people who interbreed, meaning that if you have a close genetic bond, um, or perhaps it's even incest, maybe it's like a first cousin um, instead of more distant, like a second cousin that whom you're marrying, <clears throat> you are more subject to have this blood disorder. Hemophilia is a, is a blood disorder where you may bleed for a longer time than others after an injury. People with, uh, born with hemophilia have little or no clotting factor. You'll, you may also bleed inside your body, meaning internally, especially in your knees, ankles, and elbows. The bleeding can damage your organs and tissues and may be life-threatening. 
I think this is why there are laws against incest is is because you actually instead of strengthening the bloodline, strengthening the genes, you you take away, you lessen uh, the, the human body. Okay. Um, Hemophilia is usually inherited, um, and that means that the disorder is passed down from parents to children through their genes. So I believe that Mother Nature isn't stupid. I think inherently our biology and our hormones and our programming seeks, uh, has us seek out people who are genetically diverse uh, from us. And that is to prevent, um, shall I say, accidental incest. You don't want to have sex with somebody that maybe you don't even know they're related to you, but you won't be uh, chemically or hormonally turned on by that person if you are too close, uh, genetically speaking, to that person. That's how I think biology uh, intended it. Um, these people who we're hearing about in the news of late, I think they are hiccups. I think um, there is a genetic hiccup there that uh, does not prevent them, not only does not prevent them from shooing this person away or keeping them at arm's length, I think there's a genetic hiccup that even allows or, in fact, encourages um, a sexual encounter with someone who is your bloodline, your direct bloodline. Um, One client that I was working with, it was close to his wedding day, and his mom also was obsessed with him. And more than ever, he wanted to say, thank you for raising me. And the type of mentality that the mom had with regard to the upcoming nuptials was um, that that the son was leaving her behind. It was almost as if <clears throat> um, she t- took on uh, his bride as the other woman. I mean, it was sort of like a sick kind of arrangement where instead of welcoming um you know the daughter-in-law into the family she took the mom took the approach of this person is the other woman meaning that she wanted to compete for his sexual attention and the son was pulling her away from all of that so i think that's common in what's going on today with regard to these moms Um, I want to tell you about another story that I just also read about as well. And this was about a 40-year-old mother from Zimbabwe, and she was set to marry her son. She's now six months pregnant and expecting her son's child, which actually would be her grandchild. And she's been a widow for the past 12 years and has been living with her 23-year-old son, Farai. She says her late husband's brothers are coveting her and want to marry her, but she doesn't want to marry any of these brothers. She, her excuse was, and pull yourselves up to the speaker very closely because I was just in shock when I heard her answer. She says <clears throat> that she spent a lot of money sending her son Farai to school following the death of her husband And here's the kicker. She said she felt a right to the son's money, and no other woman is entitled to that. Wow. So that's why she wants to marry the son and have a child with the son is because you put him through school and you spent money on him? I mean, isn't that what parents are supposed to do is to help their their kids educationally to, um, you know, get a better education? I mean, I was just in shock. It's just crazy what these moms are coming up with. So I'm wondering if you have a comment or question on this topic. We are talking about genetic attraction. Why are more moms sexually attracted to their sons? Please do call in at 951-922-3532. 951-922-3532 if you or anyone you know has had these types of sexual feelings for someone who is a direct relative. We'll catch you right back after the break. 
guys want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archive shows at your convenience. The premium tune-in also allows you to record and listen at a later date. Just Google tune-in Linda Gross. That's Google tune-in Linda Gross. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMAT 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. So happy to have you here today. We're talking about genetic attraction. Why are some uh, mothers sexually attracted to their sons? What's going on today? I want to share with you now an article that I read about 15 ways to show your teen son that, that you love him. Now, I don't even understand why an article like this is even written because from my experience, it seems like <laughs> moms today are going all out to uh, show their son's love. But all right, let's humor this uh, person and see what she's got to say about you know helping drive your son to be closer to you. Uh, step one, she's saying... Go on a long drive and just sit side by side. Don't ask any questions. Just enjoy the view and wait for him to talk. This will feel awkward, awkward, but I guarantee that your son will love this side-by-side time. Okay. Um, Ask your son about his most recent video game and then just listen. Make your son's favorite dinner and let let him know that you were thinking of him. Really thinking of him? Um, as a mom, isn't it your job to make dinner for the kids? I mean, they have to be fed. That's kind of your job. And thinking of him, what what kind of thing is that? This is not a, a sexual thing like a love and interest where you're leaving like a love note to your boyfriend or something like that. Or, you know, you're leaving a, a text. Uh, I'm thinking of you. Can't wait to see you when you come home tonight. Um, where does it say that a mom has to think of her son? Really? I I just find some of these things pretty awkward. Tell your son how proud you are of a good character trait that you see in him. Once again, you know, flattery flattery will get you uh, everywhere. So if you're constantly adoring your son... You know, it's great to compliment the the son or the child on good behavior and good performance. I have no problem with that. But when it crosses the line to adoration, I think adoration should happen between um, couples, between adult sexual couples, not between you, the mom, and your son. So there's something about this dynamic that just you know, the ick factor for me just like goes through the roof. Okay, number five, visit him at his work. Don't make it a big deal, but just smile and wave. Really? Really? 
how many sons are going to let their moms come to work and adore them at work? It's, it's bad enough that you're adoring him at home, but to do it in front of his boss and his coworkers, um, I think that's really odd. Like if you're not invited, I, would, I wouldn't be going to, there to visit him at work. Invite him to lunch, your treat at his favorite restaurant. What do you mean your treat as, at his favorite restaurant? I mean, again, it just crosses that line of adoration, which is, I think, how these moms get into trouble in the first place because they do cross that line and the son is being polite and the son is being flattered and he offers his comments or his uh, demeanor uh, in in like kind because he doesn't want to offend his mom. And she, in turn, interprets that in the wrong way that, oh, that's the cue. That's the sign. My son, you know, wants to have sex with me. So I guess I can move forward to the next step. <clears throat> Number seven, when you're at a grocery store, text your son and ask if there's anything that he needs. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, that's kind of a, a little bit out there, too. I think maybe before the son leaves the house, <clears throat> maybe that might be appropriate. I don't know. I think if the son needs something, he'll let you know. Offer to play his favorite board game with him, even if you know there's no chance of your winning, even if you try. <sighs> Playing your son's favorite games <laughs> is the doma domain of his male friends and female friends. It's not the domain of a mother-son relationship. <clears throat> I would give this one a rest. Number nine, do his laundry without making a big deal about it. What does that mean? You're making a big deal about it every week? Is that what that means? Um, you're the parent. He's the child. You do laundry. That's how it is. When he's old enough to do his own laundry, you teach him how to do the laundry, and that's that. <clears throat> I see a lot of moms who end up doing the laundry for the son, and they're well into their 30s. In fact, it's a reason why the son comes home is because, you know, the guy is 35 years old, and he still brings the dirty laundry home to mom so that mom will do it. I think there's something wrong with that dynamic. I'm not agreeing with this one. Number 10, stop what you're doing and really listen the next time he wants to tell you something. Um, I think being a good parent is being a good listener. You should do that regardless, not just because he's your son. Number 11, let your son overhear you talking to someone else and praising um, him on one of his accomplishments. No, this this goes into weird territory again. I mean, should you praise your son to another person? Of course. Should you be proud of his um, accomplishments? Of course. But if you're going out of your way to make sure that your son hears that conversation, to me, that's that's crossing the line. Like, what is that? That's kind of like um, someone who gives a gift gift with the expectation that they're going to get something in return. So <clears throat> there's something a little odd about this dynamic, and I would say no. Number 12, make snacks for your son and his friends when they're hanging out at your house. I think you're going to do that anyway. I mean, don't make a big deal about it. Just uh, do it anyway. If they're interested, they'll partake. Usually kids are hungry when they come home from school, so it's not even ish an issue. So don't make a big deal about it. Number 13, buy a book that he's interested in and leave it on his bed with a note. Um, no, once again, you're kind of getting into his business. I'm sure if he wants or needs something, I'm sure he'll let you know or let his dad know. Um, I, I don't think this one is necessary. Number 14, show up next time he invites you to do something with him. Aren't you doing this anyway? I mean, if he has a piano recital, you're going, right? If he has a soccer game, you're going. I mean, if he has something that's important that's, um, you know, with regard to his school or maybe it's something that's extracurricular, you're going. That's kind of like parenting, you know, parenting 101. You're going. So, you know, I, I don't think 
that you should, that you or he should be making a big deal about it. I mean, you're going. Enough with that. Number 15, you take his problems seriously even when they don't seem like a big deal to you. Hmm. Well, I think we get into this territory of um, giving over-importance to the son, and he has an inflated uh, you know, sense of himself, which I, I think is kind of dangerous territory. I really wouldn't go there. I mean, should you commend him and compliment him and encourage him um, and point the way? Of course. But don't give him undue praise. Don't give him <clears throat> this, uh, um, you know, this, this pat on the back that is undeserved because um, then when he goes out into the real world, whether it's with a woman or his workplace or what have you, he has, you know, this entitled sense of self, which doesn't exist beyond the front door. So I think you are doing more harm than good when you are coming from, from this place. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't really encourage that. All right. So anyway, I'd, I'd love to get your uh, thoughts and impressions on today's talk. Uh, you're welcome to contact me on my Facebook fan page. It's, it's the same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You can uh, write me your comments with regard to this show, or if you have a question or comment or a particular uh, guest that you'd like me to have on the show in the future, um, that's a good place to write me. So write me on the Men's Advocate Show fan page with Linda Gross. And, of course, in the upper right-hand corner, if you click the Like page button, you will be alerted once a week to what the topics are, who the guests are, and any and all links that I talk about on the show. I usually post those um, either concurrently or just after the show ends. Um, also, I'm looking for you guys to spread the word with regard to this show. Uh, some other ways that you can uh, benefit the show is to hit the subscribe button on the tune-in page and also to share with your friends. If you are sharing um, a post either on Facebook, or Twitter, or Instagram, or however you're, you're sharing this post, if you make a screenshot of the post to show me that you're sharing it with your friends, I'm going to send you a digital copy of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. All right. Okay. So let's talk about, um, you know, uh, let me also know how you heard about the show because I'm always interested to see where you're coming from and hopefully we can bring a bring around your, your friends and neighbors to uh, listen to the show, show and uh, support it as well. You can also find me on my Twitter page. It's at DT4M. That's at DT4M. It's short for Dating Tips, the number 4M, uh, which is for men. All right. So it's been great having you here today. We're going to see you each and every Wednesday. It's, it's 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll catch you next week on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Till then, have a great week, and I'll, uh, and I'll see you around soon. Thank you. 